When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Man, that game is tougher than Double Jeopardy right there. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers of the Dalai Lama? Sheesh. We're going to play again in just a few moments. And I'll tell you, I, I, think, I think it'll get a little bit easier, but I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. think it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Because he wants to be as philosophical as possible. Yeah, he does. And... It's so cryptic, Carlin, yet I understand it because right now he's just going through this stream of consciousness where he's just talking his way through the decision-making process and what's important to him and trying to dictate the terms of his football mortality. And listen, all players go through it. It's just that all players don't go through it in such a public fashion on the Pat McAfee show. People don't want to necessarily go through it in a public fashion like Aaron Rodgers seems to want to do. Yeah. For a perfect example, let's hear from him. It's Canty and Carlin, by the way, on ESPN Radio. This was Aaron yesterday on the Pat McAfee show about the future and I, I guess some other things. All the other, you know, ideas about, you know, trade and whatnot, that's all conjecture until um, I even decide uh, what I want to do moving forward for myself. And if they felt like it was in the best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. You know, that wouldn't offend me. That wouldn't, uh, you know, make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any animosity towards the team. I have a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay. And I'd love to finish there. I would. And, and uh, I might have finished there. You know, who knows? But what's the old adage, you know, that people want to say, oh, the grass isn't always greener, yeah. you know, on the other side. And I always say, the grass is green where you water it. And I think that's the most important thing to remember. Change is, is a part of this business. It's a part of life. And I think being open to it and embracing whatever that change looks like is an important part of coming to peace with whatever decision lies lies ahead. My head's spinning. Yeah, mine is too, Carlin, because last time I checked, the Green Bay Packers have bent over backwards to try to make Aaron Rodgers happy the last couple of years, including playing the game with him in 2021 and letting this thing come down to the wire right before training camp and then he decides to show up. Remember when he stayed away the entire offseason and Brian Gutekunst and Mike Murphy, the president of the team, they got on a plane and went to where he was to try to have a conversation about the future. This past offseason, they gave him a contract extension and they paid him $50 million a year. What else do the Green Bay Packers have to do to show Aaron Rodgers that they want him? They've been watering that Aaron Rodgers grass the last couple of years pretty damn good. Chris, they don't have to do anything else. They they have to pay him. They have to pay him. They have to pay him. They they don't hold the cards in that regard. No. But I think the Green Bay Packers, if they want to move on from Aaron, can get the message across to him that they can also make life pretty unpleasant for what could be his last year in the league. And they could also frame him as a villain Yo, when, it comes to, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers fan base. Because remember, a couple of weeks ago, when we had uh, the Wilde and Tosh post of the poll where it comes to Green Bay Packers fans, and mm-hmm. Wilde and Tosh, they did, Tosh, they did a great show for the, our ESPN affiliate in, uh, in Wisconsin. They were 74, 74% of the fans 
wanted the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Only yeah. 26% of the fans wanted the Packers to keep Aaron Rodgers. That I mean, those folks are diehard Packers fans, and they love their quarterbacks. But that just shows you how thin the act has worn with the fan base in terms of how Aaron Rodgers has conducted himself the last couple of years. Well, here's my problem with Aaron. I fully believe that Aaron's already made up his mind on what he wants to do, but he just wants to drag it out and wants to get what he wants out of it. So when do the Packers say, come in, let's have this discussion, and let's get on the same page as far as what we're going to do to move forward, whether it's something that you want and a place to go where we could potentially trade you, or if you want to walk away, or, frankly, if you want to stay here in Green Bay. For the Packers, option three is the worst one. Mm. Him staying in Green Bay is the worst option because they're not winning anything next year. Can I ask you this question? Isn't that the worst option for Aaron Rodgers, too? Yeah. Why, why would you want to stay in a place where you can't win at the highest level? Here's is, the- it, is it about finishing your career with one franchise? As a former player, I understand the value in that. I get it. I, I played for three different teams. I would have preferred to start my career and finish my career with one team. Now, if I did that, I wouldn't have a Super Bowl ring because I was drafted to the Dallas Cowboys. But that's neither here nor there. My whole point is this. There is value to being only known for playing with one franchise, especially when you're as great as Aaron Rodgers is. But when that takes precedent over the franchise being able to move forward – and you're saying, I don't care about what's in the best interest of the program. I just care about me. Mm-hmm. That That is not going to be perceived well by the fan base and people that love the Packers organization. It's just not. Because it's Aaron Rodgers, once again, putting himself in front of the franchise. And that's what he's done the last three years. Listen, in no way do I think his legacy with the Packers is in trouble. Because, yes... You will see fans that will be upset with him if this plays out poorly over the next few months. But, Chris, in five years or six years or whenever it is when he's going to Canton, that place will be filled with green number 12 jerseys. Sure, it will be, Carl, but he won't be as beloved as he should be. Uh, listen, I was there similar. when Favre went in, and Favre was trying to get to Minnesota to play for your rivals. I mean, it couldn't be much worse than when Favre was there, and Favre got in, and that place was jammed with him. Green Bay, Pack- green Bay Packers feel the way they should feel about Brett Favre now? No, of course not. Oh, okay. But it's a uh, lot did, different. You no, know, I get you. I get where you're coming from, but all I'm saying is this. He is the most valuable asset that the Packers have. So if he is better served playing in a different place in terms of having a chance to compete at a higher level and the organization is better served turning the page and getting assets for him, if it makes sense for both sides to go their separate ways and they'll both be better off, then why not come together and figure out a way to be able to make that work out? I I agree with you 100%, and that's why this meeting has to happen, and they all get on the same page. What Aaron has to realize, though, is while he holds the leverage from a financial standpoint, the Packers can hold the leverage from a PR standpoint. When you see the results of that poll, which is not scientific, but still, it tells you an awful lot that three quarters of the people were ready to move on from him. Listen, I, I would the go Packers out, can Carlin, easily paint him Carlin, in a bad way. I'm going to go out here on a limb and say, a hundred percent of the people that listen to the Wildy and Toss show in Wisconsin are Packers fans. Yes, I would say that. I'm, just, I'm going to go. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a true reflection yeah. of the fan base. Yes. Yeah. So your sample is not tainted no. in any way. No, 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 no. But they're the po- they're over it. They're, <laughs> now, aren't we over it? 
Like, I if we're, so. we're over it, if yeah. we're here in New York City, I got to imagine that Packers fans that are on the ground are absolutely over it. I, I don't think there's It any just question. makes more sense for both sides to go their separate ways. But Aaron Rodgers has to come to that conclusion really, sooner rather than later. And they got to work it out together, Carlin. Chris, I just hope as an organization that the Packers make sure that this does not drag out. You cannot go But they don't control again. that, Carlin. They do. How do they control that? Because they can say, here's what's going to happen if you decide you want to stay and we're ready to move on. This is how we're going to paint it. This is what it's going to look like. And don't be shocked if by the middle of the year you're on the bench because we need to figure out whether or not Jordan Love can play, because we're going to have a decision to make at the end of the year. Yeah, but, what you, are we get, gonna do? but you get nothing for Aaron Rodgers is the point. Well, I, I, I honestly— You get nothing for the $60 million. I, I get it. I get it. I, of course the best thing to do is to trade him. And that's why Aaron has to realize the best thing for Aaron is not to come back to the Packers and be in a, just a, a, a situation that is tempestuous to best. So let me ask you a question. If he does come to that conclusion, what's the best place for Aaron Rodgers to land? I can't believe I'm saying it. It's probably the Jets. Wow. It's probably the Jets. And the reason is simply what he will have around him. We both know they have a very good defense already. Yep. We both know that if Elijah Vera Tucker is healthy, if they draft another tackle, they've got a chance at having a pretty good offensive line. Yep. We both know that um, Brees Hall coming back will help. I don't know that he'll be as explosive uh, right away as he was last year, but you've got Garrett Wilson. You've who got is, Elijah Moore. Rookie of the Year, Offensive yeah. Rookie of the Year by the Pro Football Writers of America. You've got weapons. You've mm-hmm. got weapons on that offense to do some things, and you've got an owner who is going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like To me, ultimately, if that actually happens – it's going to be because the owner wanted it. So let me ask you this question, because seemingly every move that Aaron Rodgers has made the last three years since they drafted Jordan Love is to avoid being in the same situation that Brett Favre was in at the end of his career in Green Bay. The fact that Brett Favre left Green Bay and went to the New York Jets, do, do you think that Aaron Rodgers would follow that same career path? I don't think he'll care. I think he'll want to be wherever the best situation is for him. Okay. And that would be there. All right. Where, where else would he be? Would he be better off with the Raiders? No. He'd have Devontae, but he wouldn't have any defense. Titans wouldn't be bad. Titans would. Titan, Derrick Henry got left. Ti- Titans would. Who's I mean, he throwing Der- the ball to? Derrick, we like Traylon Burks a lot. Derrick, Derrick Henry played pretty good ball this year. I know, but he played pretty good ball this year. Uh, listen, you got a we, you got a good. Defense. Is there enough tread left on the tire? You got a good. De- listen, that was a team that before they lost their starting quarterback, Carlin was in the drive. Carlin, they were seven and three. And what happened? And they collapsed because they lost their quarterback. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you can talk about the weapons that they don't have and, and you know, all of the things that they don't have. But this is a team that was in the driver's seat for the – Carlin, we were talking about the Titans being in the, in the mix for the number one seed in the conference before Ryan Tannehill got hurt. And that's Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So, if you get Aaron Rodgers, you mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers couldn't give you better quarterback play than Ryan Tannehill did this year? Of course he could. And you have a top five coach in the NFL in Mike Vrabel. Well, and coaching's going to matter in the AFC. Coach won't if, matter. If but, they end up trading him to that conference. But they're not winning that division. The Jaguars are winning that division. Coaching matters, hmm. as we've seen in Jacksonville this year. And they've got plenty of talent. Jacksonville's going to win that division. 
Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. I, listen, mean, I, I, I think listen. we disagree slightly on we, that. We do. We do. Anyway. Well, I, I'm just I'm just throwing out a possibility. Is, no, the no, new, no. The New England Patriots, is that a possibility? With the defense that they're bringing to the party? The offensive line that they have? Maybe you need some more weapons. But all I'm simply saying is there are other teams that are out there with better coaches that do make a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Last thing I'll say about the Jets. If the Jets are going to entertain trading multiple draft picks, multiple first-round draft picks for a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers. And I should clear up, by the way. Peter King did not report that. He said, my best guess yeah, is that I, they would want to. Okay, but that, uh, Peter King is pretty pretty plugged in. So, I mean, if he if that's, that's how he's seeing the situation, let's just go with that for the sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. If they're talking about forking over multiple first-round draft picks in order to get a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you be willing to put three first-round draft picks on the table for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Well, there's no question to me that if that is on the table as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, there's nothing to talk about. Okay, it's, it's, all right. Absolutely, Lamar. All right, Jackson. just put that out there. I totally agree, and it's by far the best thing for your organization. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the deal. A few weeks back, a few months back on Canty and Carlin, you know things were. This is prior to a lot of public controversy. We had fun with a game. Who said it? Kanye or Kyrie? Oh, <laughs> that was that was a hard game to play. It, it was, and uh, that was prior to. Some notable problems. So we're not going to play that game. Yeah, with both individuals. But (laughs) it did get me thinking, listening to Aaron Rodgers say, you know, the comment about the grass is greener wherever you water it, that we've had all kinds of philosophical proclamations from Aaron Rodgers. And it just made me think, where can we go with this? And, you know, it became pretty clear pretty quickly. We're going to play a game called Who Said It? Aaron Rodgers... Or the Dalai Lama. All right, let's go. Are I've been looking, I've been looking forward to this all day, Carlin. Okay. Let's go. I will say a say uh, give a statement, and Canty will tell me whether Aaron Rodgers said it or the Dalai Lama. Okay, said it. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Leadership can't be forced or contrived. It has to be your personality. That is Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Good start. Where ignorance is our master, there is no possibility of real peace. That's Dalai Lama. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. You are off to a great start. Canty, yes, I want to be liked. Obviously, everybody does. Rogers. Exactly. My religion is very simple. My religion is kindness. Dalai Lama. Ding, ding, ding. I'm probably making this a little bit too easy. Let's go. Turn right. up the questions. All right. Let's get, to the, let's get to the lightning round. Let's settle go. Down. The things you can't measure are often the things that give people the most success. Dalai Lama. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Okay. That was a good one. That was a good one. Our prime purpose in life is to help others. And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. Dalai Lama. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. We can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. Ooh, I know where you want me to go, and I'm not going to go there. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what? That 
was the Dalai Lama. It was the layup. I knew I should have went with the layup. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. The purpose of our lives is to be happy. The purpose of our lives is to be happy. Rogers. Dalai Lama. Damn. All right, you did you did toughen him up a little bit. Okay, okay. let's keep going. What we got? Let's see here. I think Jesus was about bringing people together and connecting people in love. Rogers. Correct. He also said spending time with the worst of the worst because he knew those were the people that needed him the most. Okay. I thought that was well said. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see. Home is where you feel at home and are treated well. Home is where you are... Home is where you feel at home and are treated well. Rogers. Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. That is a good one. That sounds like Aaron Rodgers talking about the Packers not treating him right. Well. That's a pretty good one. Okay. That's a pretty good one. Next up. All right. There should be a minimum on the air pressure, but not a maximum. Every game, they're taking air out of the footballs I'm throwing. That better be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> that better be Aaron Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um... I did that one. My religion is very simple. I did that one. Okay. I did that one. Let's see. I got one or two more. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. All right. The people are waiting. The people want it. Relax. I'm capable of a lot of things. I'm capable of a lot of things. Yes. Rogers. That is correct. Yeah. You can't turn the ball over and expect to win. Of course that's Rogers. That's Dak Prescott. Sorry. <laughs> there very we have it. Good. There we very, have it. Very, very nice. Listen, those are some tough questions in there. Yes, I could have moved those, that along a little bit better. Those, we, no, uh... no, those are some tough questions. Those are pretty good. I think I did better than Kimberly Martin, though. You did. I did better than Kmart. I'll give you one or two more. There you go. Manifest the desires of your heart. Rogers. Correct. Spread love and positivity. Hmm, Rogers. Skip Bayless, sorry. <laughs> is Skip spreading a lot of love and positivity? I thought that was just I, ironic. I, is he? Can't is Carlin, he? ESPN is Radio, he? and on the ESPN app, is we're he? presented by Progressive Insurance. In wow. just moments, there were some things said this morning on Get Up that Canty was there for, and there were plenty of people taking exception to it, including the big swagoo who was animated on his Twitter after the fact. We explain next. Get up and get down is on the way. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Mm. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. It is going to be very interesting, just as a quick aside. Uh, next Wednesday, February the 1st, uh, on First Take, it will be... Mike and the Mad Dog reuniting. Hello. That'll be interesting. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Now, you worked on that show for many years, right? Six and a half years I produced that show. Wow. Learned an awful lot. Uh, I'm sure you saw an awful lot, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But listen, you know, everybody, most people know, and I won't get, no need to get into it, that Mike and I had a pretty complicated relationship in a lot of ways over the last few years. But at the same time, you cannot deny what the impact of the show was and how amazing it is to get the two of them together again on that show. I mean, big fella, they created an industry for us. Think mm-hmm. about that. The sports talk industry before Mike Francesa, what was it? Mm-mm. Well, uh, before the two of them together, it was, you know, sparse. Exactly. Sparse. And and now yeah. we have the opportunity to have a dream job in talking about sports. There's no question. There's it's a no beautiful question. thing. And I'll tell you what, in, in its heyday, uh, that show had a lot of power. Yeah. Had a lot of power in New York sports. It was amazing. No anyway, they will be on first take next next Wednesday, February the 1st, with Stephen A., who got them together and made that happen. That tremendous job. That'll be interesting. That is impressive. Yep. I mean, if he can get them together, I mean, Stephen A. is going to get world peace next. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, well, it's not that bad. <laughs> get them working for the U.N. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, we had... Get up. Canty was on the show, and as usual, he said something to tick some people off. Yeah. So get to it. It's Get Up in the Morning. Good morning. It is time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. You're damn right it is. Chris Canty this morning on Get Up about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Here he is. He believes that blame should be aimed at the head coach. You're talking about a team that has a top five offense, a top five defense, a team that has Pro Bowl players on all three levels of their defense. They were tops in takeaways this year. You're talking about having an all-pro wide receiver, a thousand-yard rusher, a franchise tag tight end, and a $40 million quarterback. I'm tired of the excuses as to why the Dallas Cowboys can't get it done. And we sit here and talk about Mike McCarthy and it's not his fault. Well, Mike McCarthy didn't handle the game management at the end of that San Francisco game in the divisional round, just like he didn't handle the game management at the end of the wild card round last year. At some point, we have to hold somebody accountable. You can't do it to the quarterback. Why wouldn't you do it to the head coach? So, Dominique had a little issue with this, yes? Yeah. And so did Swagoo. Kmart and Swagoo. Yeah. My former teammate, Marcus yeah. Spears. Yeah. He was he was getting all worked up on Twitter. I mean, right there on the couch. Just yeah. throwing shots. <laughs> Hurt my feelings a little bit. Well, alright. I'm sure it didn't all that it, much. My guy. That's supposed to be my guy. Well, here was the issue. 
you're not wrong in anything that you said right there. And that's what I don't understand. Please explain to me how people are not seeing how Mike McCarthy is a big part of the Dak Prescott problem. Well, here's here's the part that I was trying to explain on Get Up This Morning. And we've talked about this before, Carlin. Mike McCarthy might not be the problem or the biggest problem in Dallas, but the issue is that he's not the solution either. You look for your coach to help you be the difference in games that are going to be closely contested, like what we saw against San Francisco. If you look at the two rosters, there's not this huge disparity in terms of talent level between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Do you see that? No. I certainly don't. And so when you think about what could be the difference, especially when one team has a quarterback in his seventh year that's getting paid $40 million and another team having a rookie quarterback that was the last pick in the NFL draft, you would think the team that has the more experienced quarterback, a guy that a lot of people thought coming into the season was a top 10 player at the position, would have a distinct advantage. But they didn't because that quarterback turned the ball over multiple times. He had two picks that could have been four or five. And yet you didn't see Brock Purdy play down to that level. And so I guess my whole issue is if Mike McCarthy can't curb the turnovers from his quarterback, if Mike McCarthy can't be better at game management, taking a timeout before that punt right before the two-minute warning, or going back to last year when you lost to San Francisco in the wild card round, be better on that last drive in terms of having a plan to get in the scoring range, I'm sorry, I got no use for you. And the thing that makes it worse, Carlin, is the fact that you have an obvious opportunity to upgrade out there in Sean Payton right now. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do it? I kept trying to pin down Dominique and Kmart on the point that it's a clear and obvious upgrade from Mike McCarthy to Sean Payton. Dominique pushed back and said, ah, the resumes are the same. Can we all agree that Sean Payton is a better football coach than Mike McCarthy? Uh, these guys Car- that are, we're, we're going to keep throwing around wins and losses on that, and I know that's an ultimate thing. But if you what watch it looks football, like, yeah. you know that there is a big difference between. Well, the two. well, here's the big difference, Carlin. One guy chose to sit out for a year, yeah, and the team that wants him this year, if they're going to hire him, is going to have to fork over a first round draft pick to the New Orleans Saints. The other guy sat out of football for a year because he was fired and begged to get a job with the Dallas Cowboys. I'll go a step further. The other guy was passed over by the New York Jets. Yeah. That tells me a lot. Yeah. And, Chris, here's the other problem. I don't understand why people don't look and see the coach-quarterback connection and how that translates into success in the league. All Jerry Jones has to do is look across the field the other day and look at the influence that Kyle Shanahan is having on a guy who was the last pick in the draft who outplayed your $40 million quarterback. Look at the influence that Doug Peterson had on Trevor Lawrence this year. Look at Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Look at Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. Look at Mike McDaniel and Tua. Yes. All of these things, they're not hard to see. And your coach is holding you back. Yeah, Dak's got problems. They need to be fixed. But you need to find somebody who can fix them. If I want to get my car fixed, if it's an expensive car, I have to bring it to somebody who knows what they're doing as opposed to just anybody. This is a problem. Listen, if you're going to contend at a championship level, your head coach can't be an impediment. And your head co- your head coach can't be a net neutral, Carlin. Your head coach That's ha- the thing. Your head coach 
has to be an advantage for you. It has to be. I mean, Chris, and on any given Sunday, we can't say that about. We cannot say that about Mike McCarthy. On any given Sunday, you know who you can't say that about? Sean Payton. When he left the sport, he was a top three coach in the NFL. Chris, Period. This is a coach who actually used the excuse, "Well, I couldn't see the play clock." Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. In L.A., he actually said that. I mean, are, are, are we off? Are we off our rockers with this one? No, no, we're not. And what's, what's really more maddening about it is that this is a premier franchise in all of professional sports, and you can't get the most basic thing right. But, Carlin, that's what I want to know. I want to hear from the Dallas Cowboys fan that thinks that they're better served with Mike McCarthy as their head coach rather than going with Sean Payton. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 the lines are open on for you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation, so get on board now. Do you believe McCarthy can get you home, or do you want Sean Payton to be the next head coach? And do me a favor. If you think that you need to hire Dan Quinn to keep him from going somewhere else, stop. That ain't it. I'm, I'm going to say this, Carlin. I do find it a little bit strange that we're having, what, two weeks since the regular season ended? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen one head coaching hire yet. A lot of teams are waiting to see what Sean Payton does. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes about how good of a head coach he actually is. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on Sirius XM Channel 80, there's also another dynamic to it. And that is how one of the star defensive players is reacting to this whole situation Ooh. on the offense. Ooh. Your calls, and you'll hear that next. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Let's hit some of these calls. Checking in on the uh, Dallas Cowboys and what they should do in relation to Mike McCarthy. We'll start with Ty in Texas on ESPN Radio. Ty, what's up, buddy? Hey, how y'all doing? Enjoy the show, man. Appreciate um, it. I'm just going to start off like this. If I, I understand if, if McCarthy got to go, you got to take Kellen Moore with it. Look at this. Dak has only had Kellen Moore his whole professional career as a Cowboy. Kellen Moore wasn't really nothing in the NFL. What is he really learning? Well, you don't have to be. You don't have to be a great player to be a great coach. No, you do not have to be a great player to be a great coach. That doesn't. That doesn't necessarily translate. Now, listen, Gary. Gary Kubiak wasn't a great player. No, but Gary Kubiak was a Super Bowl winning head coach. Yes, and there are plenty of them that that was the case with. Now, having said that, 
uh, I would look I would look long and hard at the Kellen Moore situation too because I, I'm not hiring one of my two assistants instead of Mike McCarthy. This is firing Mike McCarthy for an upgrade. Yeah. An upgrade is Sean Payton. Yeah, I'm firing him for a known quantity in a head coach that is viewed by most people around the NFL as being one of the best play designers, one of the best play callers, one of the best innovators on the offensive side of the ball, and a quarterback whisperer. So, yeah, I'm willing to fire Mike McCarthy for a head coach that's going to command upwards of $20 million with whatever team that he decides he wants to grace his presence with, period. Quincy's in Alabama next on ESPN Radio. Quincy, what's up? How you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So I think that the Cowboys, um, I don't think they can afford Sean Payton. Oh, I think they can afford Sean Payton. (laughs) What? Who is Sean Payton's uh, mentor? Bill Parcells. Mm -hmm. Bill Parcells coached with Jerry Jones. Yeah. Bill Parcells probably is giving the inside scoop to Sean Payton on how to be able to deal with him. But if, if Jerry Jones does not get out of his own way, then then it won't work with Sean Payton. Well, that's, I don't that's, think that's, the Cowboys that's, can give up what the Saints are asking for for Sean Payton. Oh no, they can give up the draft picks. That's not that's not the impediment. The impediment when it comes to Sean Payton is will Jerry cede control over personnel to Sean Payton? Now I was down there when Bill Parcells was the head coach and Sean Payton was the OC. And the reason why Bill walked away after the 2006 season, a season in which we went to the playoffs, if you will, the reason why he walked away was because Jerry was overreaching when it came to personnel decisions and the contracts that had to be doled out in the off seasons to come. That's why Parcells walked away. And so if Sean Payton is going to be the guy, if he's going to be asked to make the meal, he's also going to be the one that's buying the groceries. That's a Parcellsism. So that's the biggest issue right now with Jerry Jones. And that's why we always talk about what being what's more important to Jerry. Is it getting the credit or winning a championship? It's clearly getting the credit. Because if it was winning a championship, he would have already done that. Yeah. He would have already done that. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We'll get back to the calls uh, in just a second. Now, earlier today, uh, we told you about Brandon Bean and what he had to say mm-hmm. in relation to the Cincinnati Bengals having the luxury of a quarterback on a rookie contract. Micah Parsons also chimed in based on what Brandon Bean had to say, and he said, really interesting, and it was uh, the exact tweet I believe he took down here, but he said, really interesting, and no, this, it's still up. I just checked it. Where is it? All it's right, still so read up. it to me because I'm having it's trouble. Still up. With Michael it. Parsons said it's really interesting that outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, the remaining teams in the playoffs right. have a quarterback on a rookie deal surrounded by talent. There you go. Is that taking a swipe at his own guy? Of course it is, Carlin. Especially based on what we saw the other Of day. course it is because he's the one that said, you know, they didn't make as many plays as the 49ers defense. But they held CMC and Debo Samuel in check and held the 49ers offense to only one touchdown. You should be able to win those games, but the two interceptions hurt us. That's what he said about his own quarterback. And then this is on the heels of that. Carlin, what what Michael Parsons is saying is, 
Dak Prescott has got to be more the solution than the problem when it comes to us winning at the highest level. Now, Micah followed it up with this about an hour and a half later. Listen, we're not going to sit here like I'm talking about Dak. When I get paid, I'm going to want a big contract too. Stop reaching. No, you are talking about Dak. You are talking. You can't clean that up. That's the thing. I hate when people start doing this on social media, especially athletes, bro. Mean what you say, say what you mean. Don't be cryptic. You're putting it out there. You criticized Dak after the playoff loss, and now you're talking about the quarterbacks that are in the Final Four in the NFL. And you noted, outside of Pat Mahomes, who's got an extension, all of them have quarterbacks that are on rookie deals, surrounded by talent. You know what that's telling me, Carlin? Your quarterback, if he's going to get paid, has to play at a Pat Mahomes-type level in order to have success. If he's getting paid Pat Mahomes-type money, Mm -hmm. he's got to have Pat Mahomes-type impact when it comes to your team winning championships. And i got to tell you, if people are going to read it that way, you don't need to back off of it. Like you said, say what you mean, mean what you say, all that. But if you're Micah in that spot, I don't think the owner necessarily hated it. I don't think the owner hated it one bit. I think there were a well, lot well, of people think, in the organization thinking the same thing. Well, Carlin, think about it. The article on DallasCowboys.com got tweeted out there criticizing Dak Prescott, talking about how the turnovers caused them to lose against the 49ers in the divisional round. That team didn't take that down. Look at that. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in a narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That was on the Cowboys' website, and they put that tweet out there. And they left it up. And they left it up. <laughs> that is that. Listen, I'm not saying that Jerry Jones told him to put it up, but Jerry Jones certainly ain't telling him to take it down. And with Michael Parsons chirping, he's just saying out loud what everybody else in the organization is saying behind closed doors that Dak Prescott is more of a problem than he is a problem solver. And for a guy that's making $40 million a year, that is an issue. How do you move forward with that? Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.